0: بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الله وبارك على اشرف in our last lesson we discussed sunnati the, wal the bridge above the hellfire as well as discussing the and the Sunnah and the regarding the Mala'ika. And then we began to discuss the Etikad and the Sunnah regarding the Rasul, the Messengers. And who can remember some of the aspects that we discussed in relation to the Mala'ika specifically? What did we mention about the Mala'ika? Now, so we discussed the added, the number, and we, we mentioned there's no specific number. However, however, what, what do we know about the number, though? That it's, it's, a large, it's a large amount. Now, it's a large amount. Even though we don't have a specific amount, we know that it's a large amount due to what? No, the Bedkin where where the, the, the angels come, 70 come, 70,000 Rafa come, and they don't return. Meaning what? A new 70,000. Every, every day is a different 70,000. So this is a clear indication of the large amount of the malaika. So, uh, what else did we discuss regarding the malaika as well? The wings. The wings, no. <laughs> and we discussed the wings in terms <clears throat> of their number. And what did we say about the number? Could I mention two, three, or four? No. And then regarding Jibreel Islam? hundreds. Now. And so we know that the number can, can reach that and possibly more than that as well. wallah And likewise what else did we mention in terms of the the reason for their creation? Two types. Two types? No. So essentially, the, the reason why they're created is for the worship itself. Then that is of two types, as you, the two you mentioned. Barakafi. So the reason why they're created is for the worship and obedience of Allah. Subhanahu wa ta'ala, and then this is understood to be of two types. You have the general يعني, glorification of Allah, the tasbih of Allah, na'am, wa dhalik, which is understood from the Malaika, that they, they praise Allah Ta'ala. And then we have the obedience and the ibadah in terms of the tasks that they're given. That they give a specific, if an is given a specific uh, action or specific task to fulfill, then this is from no doubt the ibadah and that angel's obedience as well. Uh, now and then we discussed as well in regards to the messengers. We discussed yani al-farq between Rasul and Nabi. No, nabi. What is the difference between a messenger and a prophet and a messenger? And what did we mention? The messenger, oh. the messenger comes with uh with the sharia now. The legislation. legislation now. Mm-hmm. Whilst uh the the Nabi comes with what? Now something that has, that has come previously. Uh the <coughs> Hakami we'll continue from here. Half the Hakami he mentions in his uh al <coughs> uh, in relation to the Rusul. He mentions Wahum So uh, the Rusul or the Rusul they are every individual that receives revelation and has been commanded with tabliq. Yani conveying that. وَأَمَّا مَنْ إِلَيْهِ وَلَمْ النَّبِي وَلَيْسَ بِالْرُّسُولُ as for the one that receives revelation, however, does not, is not commanded with the Conveying of that revelation, then this is a nabi. This is a prophet. Now, he goes on to mention, as we mentioned, as we discussed last week as well. الرَّسُولِ وَلَا كل رسول. And so he mentions every messenger is a prophet, and not every prophet is a messenger. And so. What we understand from this, as we mentioned and we, we discussed last week, is that every prophet is a messenger not every messenger is a prophet. And so every single individual that receives revelation that is a prophet, as for the command of conveying that message and conveying that sharia, then that is reserved for the rusul, that is reserved for the messengers. He goes on to mention also in relation to what we understand in relation to the affair of believing in the Rasul, our belief in the Rasul. And he mentions, and so the beginning point in relation to belief in the messengers is that we fully accept and believe, we have a complete acceptance and belief that Allah Ta'ala has sent these messengers to every nation calling them to the worship of Allah Ta'ala alone without any partners and the disbelief in anything that is worshipped besides Allah. And so all of them are trustworthy. All of them are trustworthy and have received that in truth and are righteous. And upright and guided, and they are individuals that adhere to taqwa, piety, and have received that affair of guidance. And so, this is what we understand in relation to generally our tawhid, our itikada, belief, in relation to the messengers. Now I believe in relation to the messengers. Along with that as well, what we must believe in relation to the messengers is that the first of them is Nuh salam. And the last of them is Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa So the first of them is Nuh. and uh, here Hafal al he mentions the yani the the nasab of Noah between Noah and Adam الصلاة, are eight najdat, so there are eight forefathers between Noah and Ad as mentioned and as mentioned he is the first of the messengers bilah khilaf. There's no difference of opinion in that regard. Likewise as well from our belief in the messengers is that we must believe in the Ulil Azm. The five from amongst the messengers referred to the Ulil Azm and They are those that understood to be from amongst the messengers that had specific sifats in terms of their striving, their patience, their forbearance, their complete and perfect intellect, their understanding. And... Ha'af Hakimi also mentions that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala did not send a messenger with all of these sifat in one person. So all these characteristics in one person except for those five. Naam. All these characteristics in one individual except for those five. Does that make sense? Hence why this is why they're mentioned together. And the five are whom, Who are the five? Musa from them, Ibrahim, Ibrahim Nuh alayhis salam Isa and Nabi Muhammad sallallahu Naam. So you have Nuh alayhis Ibrahim, Musa, Isa and Nabi Muhammad sallallahu And so this is all in uh, inclusive of that particular belief. Naam. And Allah Ta'ala knows best. Along with that, (coughs) then, what we understand as well, from what is mentioned, uh, is that the belief in relation to the, the Anbiya, cannot be one which is exclusive. Right, They exclude one or two of them. Or they say that we believe in some, and we disbelieve in others. we say that we believe in this messenger, however, this, this messenger we disbelieve in them. As Allah mentions, in the Ladina Yakfurun will Lahi or Rusuli. We you بِبَعْضِ Allah Rusuli. And Allah Ta'ala mentions in relation to these individuals. Indeed, they are those who have disbelieved. Naam. They have disbelieved in Allah and the messengers. By way of them intending and wanting to differentiate between Allah and His messengers. By way of their statement that we believe in some and we disbelieve in some. And they seek to make that a path of their deen, of their of adherence to deen. And so, what we understand from this, no doubt, is that it's not sufficient layakfi an iman be It's not sufficient that a person believes in some of these messengers, and they reject others. Now rather iman must occur when they when they believe in. All of them. They believe in all of the messengers. And they firm all of these things from the messengers, as we mentioned previously. What does it entail in that we believe in the messengers, of, messengers from Allah Ta'ala? That we have absolute belief that they came with the message from Allah Ta'ala. And that they were truthful from what they came with. And what they came with is truth, And that they were not tasked with anything other than the tabliq. Other than conveying that message. This is what we believe in relation to them. And all of them. And so it's not possible that a person says, I believe in this one, but I disbelieve in that one. Naam, Allah Ta'ala knows best. Thereafter, we'll go on to what we want to discuss in relation to the next topic, which is the Jannah and the. Nah. uh, You have the text, Omar? Fatah. والإيمان بأن الجنة حق والنار حق والجنة والنار مخلوقتان الجنة في السماء السابعة وسقفها العرش والنار تحت أرض السابعة السفلى وهما مخلوقتان قد علم الله تعالى عدد أهل الجنة ومن يدخلها وعدد أهل النار ومن يدخلها لا تفنيان أبدا هما مع بقاء الله تبارك وتعالى أبد الآبدين في دهر الداهرين the English – Zishan in English. Thank <laughs> you to believe that paradise is true and the fire is true and that they are both Paradise is situated in the seventh and its root is the actual one. The fire is beneath the seventh earth. They are both created. Allah knows the and who would enter it. They, paradise and hell, will never cease to exist. They will remain forever with the eternal existence of Allah, the best Adam was in the created everlasting paradise. He was held and removed from it after having disobeyed Allah. And so this is in relation to the affair of the belief in Jannah. And Sheikh Ghazani mentions, "The from the pillars of Iman, is Iman bi al Akhir. Bi Amafi." So, from the pillars of Iman, is belief in the final day, and everything that is found there within. And so, we've mentioned many of the things that are, that occur within al Akhir. Now, we've mentioned the the Mizan mentioned the Sirat, we've discussed the whole. Now, all of these things from yeah, the Yom al Likewise as well, Jannah and Nahr is yeah, the Dar al The Jannah and Nahr is the abode of the Hereafter, an abode of recompense. And so, as for the believers, then they will find themselves in Jannah. They will be in Jannah. Whilst the disbelievers will be in the hellfire. And so the Jannah has been prepared. And created for the believers. Whilst the hellfire. Has been prepared. And created for. The kafirin. So. As for. The Jannah and the Nahr. This is the Dar al Jazat. As mentioned this is the abode for the recompense and the consequence. As for the dunya itself, then it's a darul amal. As for the dunya, where we are, ab- where it's abode that we're in now, then this is the abode of action where the recompense is not seen, whilst the akhirah is dar of jaza wa alaysa fiha amal. Whilst the akhira is the abode of consequence and recompense, and there is no action there within. فَمَنْ لَمْ يُؤْمِنْ بِالْجَنَّةِ وَالْنَارِ فَوَا كَافِرٍ And whoever does not believe in the jannah or the naar and expresses a disbeliever, why? Because this is comprehensive of the belief in the yom Al-Akhir. So it's just as, for example, the person says, I don't believe in the Surat. Or Allah Ta'ala has mentioned the Surat. Then this is disbelief in the Yawm Al-Akhir. Just as we mentioned previously, Qabr al-Thawani or Qabr al that a person cannot say that we believe in some of the messengers and not, and not believe in others. Now nah. So they, they they seek to make it an affair of jizyah. So they divide it up. So they say, okay, we believe in these messages, we don't believe in these. And so when it comes to Yom Al Akhir, it's the same affair. They cannot now say that we believe in this aspect of Yom Al Akhir, however, this aspect we disbelieve in. for فهذا kufr. As well as تكذيب of the nusus, in the denial of the texts. And so. <coughs> A person must believe in the Jannah Why? Because this is comprehensive of that which is found with Yomul uh, Akhir. I had a belief in the al Akhir. And that which is mentioned in the Quran. In many places. And if a person seeks to reject it all seeks to distort it in its meaning. I in reality reject it. <coughs> They've disbelieved in Allah. So it's a mass that a person believes in the Jannah and the Nahr. And that they are the two abodes. And they, they both for these abodes are true and in reality. And it is the Dar al Muttaqeen the Dar al Kafirin. That the Jannah is the abode for the Muttaqeen. The Jannah is the abode for those individuals that are the pious and righteous. Whilst the Nar, the hellfire, is the abode for the Kafirin, is the abode for those who disbelieve. And that both will remain. And that both are in existence now. And they will not cease to exist. Now they will not cease to exist. Allah Ta'ala mentions in relation to Jannah that has been prepared for the Mutaqeen, for those that are upon Taqwa. Allah Ta'ala mentions in relation to the nar. With that little That it has been prepared for the for the disbelievers that they're not hellfire. And <coughs> this calling of the word, Sheikh before I mention this word, is that is a proof that it is it is present. Why? Because this kalima, is referring to the fact that it's been prepared. It's been prepared, i.e. the fact that it's there, waiting for its inhabitants. Whether it's referring to the Jannah, or referring to the Nar. that is it's prepared, waiting for its inhabitants. And so this is an indication that it is currently uh, in existence. <coughs> <coughs> And that is not a case that is toklak fi bad That it will be created afterwards. Naam. And so, there are ahadith that mention as well. Things that indicate the existence of the Jannah and (coughs) the Naar currently. From them is the hadith uh, of the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. the shidat al-harq min fahi jahannam. From the, from the uh, extreme heat is from the breath of the jahannam. Waqad fi shidat al-barq. Likewise he mentions as well from the extreme cold sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Jalallah i Jahannam, Nafasan, Nafasun fi the fi safe, wa dalik aharu ma tajidun, wa nafasun fi shita, shiddat al burd, mizam hariri Jahannam. And the message of Allah sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam that Allahu ta'ala has placed it for Jahannam, has made for Jahannam. Two of two counts of breathing. Now, two occasions of breathing. One breath within the summer, and that is from the 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 uh, most severe heat that you find or that you experience. And then a breath in the winter, and that is from the severe cold of the Jahannam. And so, the fact that the Messenger of Allah, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, mentions these two things. I, that the, the, the breath occurs in the summer, and that's the severe heat, and the breath occurs in the winter. And that is the severe cold. Then this is a clear indication that the Jannah and the are current are in existence now. Naam. Why? Because we experience something or some portion of it in the dunya. We experience some portion of it within the dunya. And likewise as well, we have the hadith of Abi Sa'id al-Khudri, Anhu and the Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa said, What is the shahid? There is no God but Allah. There is the wa of and Isa Abdullah and the And you have the hadith in the Nabi alayhi salatu wasalam, it mentions that whoever bears witness that there is no deity worth worship besides Allah, that Muhammad is the messenger of Allah, that Isa is a servant and the messenger of Allah, and that he was created upon a kalim, upon a word that was. Stowed upon Maryam. There's a soul from him. Uh, the Jannah is true. And uh, the hellfire is true. Allah Ta'ala will enter into the Jannah. In respect of what, what has occurred from his actions. And so. With this. The, or the, the shahid of this hadith. The main point of this hadith. Is that. It mentions that Jannah is Haqq and Naar is Haqq. The Jannah is true. Likewise the Naar is true. And so this is a direct affirmation. It's a direct affirmation of yeah, the existence of Jannah and the existence of the Hellfire. And Likewise, as well, he mentions a jannah that Jannah is the same as the same. And from before, they are both created. Yeah, they are they both created and they're present Now, meaning. Thereafter, <coughs> <coughs> Baba Hari mentions Well, Jannah fi the same the same al the that the Jannah is in the Sama of the or the highest of the seven heavens. And its roof is the arsh, the of Allah Ta'ala. This is due to the hadith which is found in Sahih al-Bukhari, in which he mentions In the filjannah me'a at laha fruitos. What was it al Jannah? Wa al Jannah, wa Oh Yaani Awa And the Message of Allah mentioned mentions, indeed Jannah is of one hundred levels. The highest of that is Al Fidos. It's the middle and the highest of Jannah and its roof. Is or above the roof is the throne of Al Rahman, and so no doubt that which is clear is that Jannah is yani fi and <coughs> Allah Taala likewise mentions kalla inna kitab al fi indeed. That which is written for those who are righteous is that lofty abode. And as for those that will find that will be found in Jannah and in, in Na, then they are as for They will be found in a lowly abode. Uh, as Allah Taala mentions, "Kalla the Kitab al-fujari fi wa ma and so what we understand from these Nusurs is not only the affirmation of Jannah and Anar, but where they're positioned as well in relation to the Ard of the Dunya. And <coughs> that is mentioned by Baba Hari that the... The Janna is for Samawati Seb. The Jannah is Ta'ala A'la Samawati Seb. The highest of the seven heavens. And the is Tachter Ard Asabi'ah. The Nahr is under the seventh earth. So a quick question here. Ful Ahl al and Nuha as they say. the people of Nahu. Why does it mention yeah, here Al ard Sabi at Saabi'atul? Oh Asabi atul, sorry. Al ard Sabi atul. Because the Why not asabi? Why sabi atul? Art. Is the question clear? Yeah. I got your attention. <laughs> <laughs> now, why Is it, was it, does it, does it, does it, does it we mention it, does <laughs> 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 let somebody else answer it now give them a clue
1: the
0: server actually didn't suggest that that which was before it's feminine No. so then we understand from that is <laughs> no. 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 the ard the, the ard the itself the word ard itself is feminine even though generally the a word a feminine word in Arabic language there are signs for it to be feminine there are specific words that don't have signs from them ard naam no. Oh, huh? another one? Zouj. 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 Yeah. Yes, this is a sign. Kid, 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 jahannam jahannam there kid, 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 <laughs> or as well for example well so likewise as well <coughs> I want to ask in relation to the what summer word is mentioned as the gem whilst art is mentioned as singular however they are both how many seven so why is one singular and one is plural Question makes sense? So when you mention the art, the earth, you mention art, one. one. As for the sama, you say sama what? Plural. How are you referring to both as seven? No. Why? Ardun, yes, it's, it's, it's actually it's actually plural Ardun. So it exists the word proof, it does exist. But when you refer to the sub the sabbath, you say sabbat sarawat, but then you refer to the, the Ard, you say Arda Sabah or Saba or Sabbat sab, Rafa. You say Ard. Why? This isn't really this isn't really related to grammar to be fair. The inhabitants, God, but the the Ard we live in are, so it's not necessarily just a whole fire. Sure, the question makes sense. <laughs> Is there seven others, but they're all in the same place? They just have different close. That's quite close. it' heard the answer? So there is seven arts, but they're all in the same place. Like, what, the dimensions. <laughs> dimensions <laughs> You're close to <didn't> you? these. <laughs> <laughs> Essentially, what it is is that the the samawat are separate layers. So So Samowats are made up of separate layers. Each seven of each of the seven are separate layers. So they're mentioned separately in plurality. As for the art, then they the seven are one within each other. arms, they encompass one another. And so due to that, although it's seven, due to the fact that they, they encompass one another, the layers are one into the other, then they were referred to as the, as the singular. Sorry. So the samawat are separate, seven separate layers. As for the Ard, then it's understood to be one within the other. One encompasses the other. So hence why it's referred to as the, in the singular. And this is what you find in many, in many of the Nasus as well. We refer to the Samawata as Sabah. Yani in the plural. Whilst Ard is referred to as one. Now, essentially it's one Ard with seven layers within it. Naam. Wallahu a'alam. Naam. Thereafter. is mentioned. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows the amount of. Inhabitants of Jannah. And who will enter it. And so Allah Ta'ala. Has this knowledge. Due to the fact that no doubt. This is part of his. Perfect. Ilm. And so. With that. He subhanahu wa ta'ala, knows. He knows the Amount of people that will enter Jannah and who they are as well, and from that knowledge, as well, is he will know who will enter the fire by how many people enter the fire and who they are. And everything is written in the Loh mahfuz. everything has been written in the my mahfuz. thereafter as well we understand that the Jannah the, the, the Janna and the Naar will not cease to exist. They are eternal. The Jannah and Naar are eternal. And so this is a rejection of though that state that the Jannah and Naar cannot be eternal. And they say that the Jannah and the cannot be eternal because this is a masharika that is only Allah Ta'ala that can be eternal. And so this is something which is a musharaka This is something which you now partner with Allah along with this particular sifa. And This in reality, they have rejected this uh, this something this affair of the council. Yeah, and something continuing in the past, and something continuing in the future. But with their jahil. However, Mashallah Zaini mentions, "Nakul, hunaq al fark between abidiyah al la and abidiyah al wal jannah wal nahr." So. There is a clear difference between the eternal, (coughs) the eternity in relation to Allah, and eternity in relation to Jannah and Nahr. As for eternity in relation to Allah, then this is in a manner that is befitting of Him and His Majesty. And it's a sifa means sifati. (coughs) Naam is something from His sifat, His attributes. As for the eternity of Jannah and Nar, then this is something that has been given to them. I give it to the Jannah and give it to the Nar, by? by Allah Taala, Nam. So it's Allah Taala that has made it eternal. Nam, Allah Taala has placed it in that inter- to be eternal, and Allah Taala no doubt has created them. So they cannot be the same. Why? Because the gender now from the creation, its an eternal nature, was given to them by Allahu Taala. And so, this eternity was given to them by Allah. As for the eternity, the eternity of Allah Ta'ala. Then, we say in relation to that, this is from his sifat. Naam. It's from his sifat. Because we know, Allah Ta'ala is al awwal wa al-akhir. Laysa qablahu Laysa ba'du There's nothing that, that preceded Allah Ta'ala. And there's nothing that then he came after him and essentially people the you have individuals that they will, they will try to say that with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala if Allah ta'ala existed from the, the, the from the mulhideen those that seek to reject the existence of Allah they will say that if you have the existence of Allah, then there has to be something that was before Him. And there has to be something that preceded Him. However, what they fail to understand is that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, as He's mentioned, He's affirmed for Himself, there's nothing before Him. And there's nothing after Him. That's what He's affirmed for Himself, first and foremost. Secondly, our understanding of what must come before or what must come after is based upon time. And thus Allah ta'ala, created time. So the whole concept Allah Ta'ala created it himself. And so it's upon the individual to understand that Allah Ta'ala is a khaliq of all shaykh. is a creator of everything. Including beginnings and ends. And so when they try to ascribe something that Allah has created, has created to Allah Ta'ala this is mustahid. This is something which is impossible. And likewise the same discussion here of the jannah. the fact that the jannah will always be in existence Allah Ta'ala created the jannah. Allah Ta'ala created beginnings and ends and so this is something that cannot be ascribed or associated with Allah Ta'ala in that manner that it will be the same with Allah Ta'ala does that make sense? No. and so Thereafter, <coughs> he mentions that this eternity na'am, would, will always remain, just as Allah Ta'ala is eternal. And there's no ending for the jannah. and And just as we mentioned, there is no yeah, any comparison and likening. The eternal nature of Allah and the eternal nature of the Jannah and the hellfire. Likewise, as well, you we have the mentioning of Adam a.s. salam. Adam a.s. salam can fi Jannah And so Adam was in Jannah. And Allah Ta'ala placed him in Jannah and commanded the Malaika to prostrate to him, prostrate before him. However, Iblis Iblis refused to prostrate. And this and disbelieved and disobeyed dis- Allah. Af- disobeyed Allah and this was from his hasad al-kibr are from his yani hasad his envy and his haughtiness and so Allah states: always as kun antu wasul jannat wa kula minha ragadan hayf wa Allah Ta'ala states to Adam, for you and your wife to live in bliss in Jannah and eat from that which from whichever you wish. And so Allah Ta'ala placed them in Jannah as their abode by Adam and his wife as a means of ikram and nobility and generosity towards them. Then <coughs> that which occurred from the deception of Iblis came about. And so thus, Adam ate from the shajara, from the tree that he was, that he was not permitted to eat from. And that he was prohibited from eating from. And Allah Taala caused them to descend from the Jannah. Likewise, Iblis was caused was caused to descend from the Jannah. Allah Taala states, "Qul minha And so we stated, they yeah, descend from it, get, come down from." A'idha Jannah, all of you. And with this, Adam was sent down to the earth. However, Allah Ta'ala forgave him. لَعَنَهُ تَعَبْ نَعَمَهُ salaam. Because he made tawbah. Him and his wife, May by way of their statement, They stated, O our Lord, we have wronged ourselves by way of our sin and transgression. And if you do not forgive us and have mercy upon us, then indeed we will be from amongst the losers. And so, Allah Ta'ala forgave Adam (whatever) and due to their Tawbah. As for Iblis, then he continued upon his transgression. And so due to Allah Ta'ala removed him from his Rahmah. And cursed him. And made him the head and the causation of all evil. This was the state of Iblis. And so thus, by way of this, this is why we have Insan, upon the earth what would you say to the individual that states that this is comparable to the yeah, the original sin they don't you know what original sin is it's a card of the Christians the, the belief of the Christians they do you know what that is Not necessarily that, but basically because of what Adam, of, of Adam's disobedience, that anyone that is born from Benny Adam, in any, in, uh, any person, in a human being, is born with sin. And so they're born with that sin. That's, that's the etikah of the Christians. Now, with what we just discussed, and how Insan now upon the art Can someone now say this is the same thing? No, why not? Because Allah says uh, nobody can carry the burden of another. No one can carry the burden of another. That's sahih. What else? He forgave Adam. He forgave Adam. Naam, he forgave Adam. Sahih. What else? He from gender to earth, but can it be said now that we are living in the burden of, we are living the burden of that disobedience? Was part of the forgiveness. It's a consequence of the sin creed. It's a consequence now. Yeah. Yes. But also, with the etikah of the original sin, based upon that creed, if the person is born and doesn't remove that, that original sin from themselves, then this is something which is which is, uh, they are answerable for in the Akhirah. Does that make sense? As for the itikar of the Muslimin, then we know that, as the Messenger of Allah Sallallahu Alaihi every newborn is born upon the Fitrah. Naam, every, 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 newborn, every newborn is born upon the Fitrah essentially is born upon pure belief. And this is from Adal. As mentioned, no individual will take the burden of another. And so, the main distinction between the two, is that even though Insan now are upon the earth, what occurs in the Akhirah is as a result of our own actions. As for the of etiqad the, of, the, of the Christians, then they will say that you carry that burden from birth. Now, you carry that burden from birth. And so no doubt this is something which is oppressive. And opp- an, oppres- an oppressive yani, creed, essentially. So this is the clear distinction between the two. A clear distinction between the two. That we are only responsible for our actions. In the Akira, as we've discussed, the Mizan, we discussed the Sirat, we discussed the, the intercession, all of these things. All of these things will be relevant to our own actions. And not the actions of anyone from our forefathers. We'll be questioned about what we put forth. And so, this is the clear distinction. Naamul Allah taala knows best. Barakallahu fiikum, and this will conclude here. Inshallah. Sakkum lahirah. Wabarakallahu barakallahu fiikum. Wa sallallahu wa barak ala Nabiina Muhammad wa ala alihi.